Bibles to Mark chapter 9, verse 23. Mark chapter 9, verse 23. I believe my voice is healed. It was healed when I came in here this morning. Amen. Glory to God. <clears throat> We're ministering on believing is a gift from God. Believing is a gift from God. Mark chapter 9, verse 23 reads, Jesus said unto them, If thou canst what? Believe. All things are possible to him that what? Believeth. Now we said last week that you have to make up your mind to do what God tells you to do in every area, no matter if people like it or not. Let me say it again. You have to make up your mind to do what God tells you to do in every area, no matter if people like it or not. You have to believe you can do what he said you can do. Let me say it again. You have to believe you can do what he says you can do. Now, others may not believe that, but don't worry about them because why? You're not believing them, you're believing him. Come on, say that. I'm not believing them. I'm believing him. And then we talked about last week, we talked about don't question faith. Amen. <clears throat> we don't question faith. We just obey faith. Because faith should not be an intellectual puzzle. In other words, you shouldn't be trying to figure out how God is going to do something. Amen. See, when all you have to do is do what? Obey God. Somebody say obey. See, in all God wants any of us to do is obey what he says. Spiritually, physically, and financially in every area. And if you question faith, it'll shut you down. Let me say it again. If you question faith, it will shut you down. But if you obey it, it will insist on possessing possessions you're believing for. Let me say it again. If you question faith, it'll what? It'll shut you down. But if you obey it, it insists on possessing the possessions that you're believing for. Come on, say amen, somebody. Never let it be an intellectual puzzle where you're trying to figure out how is this piece going to fit. Amen? To enable, just obey God. Come on, tell somebody else, just obey God. Turn to Jeremiah 29, 11 again. See, your, <clears throat> your mind can be filled up with how. Let me say it again. Your mind can't be filled up with how. Why? When your mind is filled up with how, you can't see anything. Let me say it again. Your mind cannot be filled up with how. Because when your mind is filled up with how, you can't see anything. Amen. You become blinded to what God is trying to reveal to you about what you can do if your mind is filled up with how. Are you with me out here? And see, when God tells you to do something, for example, and it requires great financial resources, God doesn't ask you to pay for it. He just asks you to do what? To believe for it. Just what? Just believe for it. Somebody say believe for it. And see, believing is a life-giving gift from God, and it's powerful, folks. 
Somebody say it's powerful. And as you know, oh my goodness gracious, we're going to get this out. I don't know what happened. I I came in here able to talk, you know. We live in an economic world, and it has taught us to pay for everything ourselves. But God is saying, I'm not asking you to pay for it. All I'm asking you to do is what? Believe for it. And see, when you grasp what the Lord is saying, when he says, I'm not asking you to pay for it, I'm asking you to do what? To believe for it. What happens is a freedom comes over you. Why? Because it opens up your spirit to believe for everything. Somebody say, I want to believe for everything. Now here in Jeremiah 29, 11, most of you are familiar with the scripture. God is saying, for I know the thoughts that I think towards you. Not of you, but towards you, saith the Lord. Thoughts of peace. In other words, the word peace means possessing of adequate resources. Nothing missing, nothing broken. So he said thoughts of peace, amen, and not of evil. And once again, God is not in heaven with a hammer in his hand for you to mess up. So he can say, oops, upside the head. Come on, say amen, somebody. Amen. That's not the God we serve. So he said, not of evil, but to give you what? To give you what? An expected end. See, believing is a gift from God. And every one of us has the ability to receive it. Come on, say amen, somebody. And God is trying to get you to believe the unbelievable so you can receive the impossible. Let me say it again. God is trying to get you to believe the unbelievable so you can what? Receive the impossible. Now, the New Living Translation reads Jeremiah 29, 11. For I know the plans I have for you, saith the Lord. They are plans for good and not for disaster. To give you a future and a hope. In other words, you're at the believers because why? Believing is the gift of God, and every one of us has a what? Has the ability to receive this gift. So don't, dis- don't dissect. We talked about this last week. Don't dissect and categorize the word. You must never worry about the plans God gives you. You must never worry about how I'm going to pay for the plans. And guess what? You must never get under pressure about the plans. See, God may give you a project that may cost millions of dollars. And we know Wall Street blows millions of dollars every day. And see, there's no shortage of money on the earth. There is a shortage of believing. Are you with me out here? We have a lack of belief of what God can do and will do. And God is saying believing is the method that he's using to bless your soul. Somebody say believing is the method God is using to bless my soul. And see, we're not talking about your spirit because your spirit believes, but your soul is the problem. Come on. And see, believing removes the fear. Life and life becomes easier when you believe. Let me say it again. Life becomes easier when you believe. Come on, say amen, somebody. Once again, turn to Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6. 
Now, once again, when we read it, read this, we always concentrate on the faith portion of the scripture. And we know faith is important, right? Amen. Amen. But it doesn't just talk about faith. Read it again. He said, but without faith, it's what? Impossible, Impossible to believe him. For he that cometh to God must what? Believe. Must what? Believe. Must believe that he is and that he is a what? Rewarder of them that what? Diligently seek him. See, your believing releases the rewards God has for you. But he has to get you to what? To believe. Because once again, how can you have faith in a God that you don't believe in? In order for your faith to work, you have to do what? Believe. So is believing important? Come on, is believing important? He has to get you to do what? Activate, activate the gift of believing he placed on the inside of you, folks. And this is a mindset. Tell your neighbor, it's a mindset. Believing must become a habit. Let me say it again. Believing must become a what? Habit. It has to be habitual. Because why? Because our faith is insisting on possessing that possession, but I have to believe it. I have to what? I have to what? I have to believe. Tell your neighbor, you got to start believing. Tell somebody else, you got to start believing. Look at Galatians chapter 3, verse 22. Galatians 3, 22. Galatians 3, 22, it says, But the scripture has concluded all under sin. Then it says that the promise by what? That the promise by what? Faith of Jesus Christ might be given to who? Who is it given to? Them that what? That believe. It says the promise by faith is given to them that who? That believe. So I have to believe before I can receive by faith. Let me say it again. I have to what? Believe before I what? Can receive by faith. Turn to 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 7 once again. So I have to believe before I can receive by what? By faith. 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 7. What does he say here? Unto you, therefore, which what? Which what? Believe he is what? He is precious. But unto them which be disobedient, the stone which the builders disallowed, the same is made the head of the corner. And a stone of stumbling, a rock of offense, even to them which stumble at his word, being disobedient, whereunto also they were what? Appointed. But let me read this from the Living Bible. It reads, yes, he is very precious to you who believe. And to those who reject him, well... The same stone that was rejected by the builder has become the cornerstone, the most honored and important part of the building. And the scripture also say, he is the stone that some will stumble over and the rock that will make what? Make them fall. They will stumble because why? They will not listen to God's word, nor what? Obey it. Once again, you won't obey what you won't believe. I need something hot. You won't obey what you don't believe. Let me say it again. You won't obey what you don't believe. So he says in the rest of the scripture in the New Living Bible, it says, so this punishment must follow that they will 
fall. See, people fall not because of the devil. They fall because they stop believing. Because they what? Because they stop believing. And it says here, he's precious to those who believe. Because why? Because it's a gift. Somebody say it's a gift. It's a gift they receive from the Lord. And they will cause their faith to what? Insist on possessing those possessions that you're standing in faith for. But you have to do what? Believe. You have to first what? Believe. Believe. Look at 1 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 13. 1 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 13. I have to what? Believe. A lot of Christians say they believe, but they really don't. They may have faith, but they don't believe. Because you can have faith and not believe. 1 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 13 says, For this cause also think we God without what? Ceasing. Because when we what? When you receive the word of God, which you heard of us, you received it not as the word of men, but as it is in truth the word of God, which what? Read this now. Which effectually worketh also in you. That who? Who is the word working effectually in? And those that believe. So God is working on your believer. Somebody say God is working on my believer. Come on, say I'm a believer. And understand this once again, you have the ability, God has given you the ability to believe for things others can't even comprehend. Hear what I just says. God has given you the ability to believe for things that other people can't even comprehend. And God is saying, start believing me for the impossible. Let me try this side over here. God is saying, start believing me for the impossible. Hallelujah. And once again, he's saying, I'm not asking you to pay for it. I'm asking you to what? Believe. Believe for it. Go to Mark 16, 15. I'm not asking you to pay for it. I'm just asking you to what? Believe, Believe for it. Notice what Jesus says in Mark 16, 15. Notice what he says. Are you there? It says, and he said unto them, go ye into all the world and do what? Preach the gospel to what? Every creature. How does faith come? By hearing and hearing by the word of God. So he says do what? Go preach the word. Go what? Go preach the word. Now, when that word is preached, does faith come? Because faith comes by what? Hearing and hearing by the what? Word of God. But then he makes a statement in verse 16. He says, he that believeth and is baptized, shall be saved. But he that what? Believeth not, <clears throat> shall be what? Damned. Come on, is there faith in the word? Is there power in the word? But yet Jesus said, he that believeth the word that you preach shall be saved, but he that believeth not the word that you preach shall be what? Damned. So the word can go forth. Power 
And there's enough power and faith in the word to change situations, to change circumstances, and whatever you're going through. But it does nothing for you if you don't believe. Hear what I just said? It does nothing for you if you what? Don't believe. Look at verse 17. And he says, and these signs shall follow them that what? Them that what? Believe. Then he says, in my name or authority. These signs shall follow them that believe. And in my name or authority, they shall cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents. If they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick and they what? Will recover. But notice, no devils will be cast out. You will not speak in new tongues. You will not be protected from any deadly things. And those you lay hands on will not recover if you don't believe. If you don't what? Believe. For all these things that happen, you have to what? You have to what? Where is my tea? What's wrong with that? <laughs> you have to what? Believe. You have to have faith. Or you have to have the belief that I have faith to do these things. If I don't believe, my faith is no value of no use to me. So you could have faith and not believe. Hear what I just said. And that's where a lot of people are. They swear up and down that they have faith, but nothing's happening. Somebody say nothing's happening. Glory to God. Hallelujah. And then y'all trying to burn my throat. <laughs> Thank you. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Once again, for all these things that happen, you have to what? Believe. You have to have, you have, to have belief that I have faith to do these things. Please listen, if I don't believe, my faith is no, of what? Of no use to me. So I, listen, once again, I can have faith and not believe. And once again, that's where a lot of people are. They swear up and down, they have faith. Once again, nothing's happening in their life. Come on, they can quote scripture backwards and forward. Until nothing's happening. Nothing changes. Well, what is the problem? Because why? We know faith comes by what? Hearing and hearing by the what? Word of God. Well, I can hear and I can hear and I can hear, but I still have to believe what I'm hearing. Hear what I just said. I still have to what? Believe what I'm what? Hearing. Look at John 3, 14. Look at all these scriptures that talk about believing. John 3, 14. 
Now, we know all this. Even sinners know part of this scripture. I'm going to say amen, somebody. And it reads, And as Moses lifted up the servant in the wilderness, even so must the Son of Man be what? Lifted up. Verse 15. And whosoever believeth in him should not what? Perish, but have what? Eternal life. So I can talk to you all day about eternal life, but what is your part? You have to what? Believe. Look at verse 16. We all know this one. For God so what? Loved the world. That he what? That he gave his only begotten son. That whosoever believeth in him should not what? Perish, but have what? Everlasting life. But what do you have to do? You have to do what? Believe. We what? Believe. Let me use a hand mic. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Once again, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believe in him should not perish and have what? Everlasting life. So we have to do what? We have to believe. Only those that believe will have eternal life. What are you? No, I'm good. It's not the AC. Amen. Only those that believe will have what? Eternal life. Come on, think about it. Are there there are there those that don't believe? Let me say yes. Will they have eternal life? Why? Because everlasting life has to be received by believing. Look at verse 18. He that believeth on him is not condemned, but he that believeth not is condemned already, because he has not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. In other words, the word was preached to them, and there was enough power in that word to free them from condemnation. But if they don't believe what they hear, what does it say here? They are condemned already because why? Because why? Because they believe not. See, he has to get you to believe what he says in order for faith to come. Let me say it again. He has to get you to believe what he says in order for what? Faith to come. See, you can argue and argue with somebody all day long about the word. But if they don't truly believe that the Bible is God's word, or they give you that, that saying, it was written by man. Come on, say amen, somebody. <clears throat> they are not going to receive anything you say. Because why? They don't believe. So what are you doing? You're wasting your time. Because they first have to believe God's word is truth. And God's word is what? Final authority. Amen. Look at John 3.36. Hallelujah. Glory to God. John 3.36. What's he say here? 
Well, y'all got to read louder because, you know, y'all got to help me out here. Right, for God abideth in him. But what's, what's, what's the underlying statement? He that what? He that what? What happens to he that believeth not? What happens to those that believe not? They shall not see life. Amen. Look at John 5, 24. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. John 5, 24. It says, verily, verily, I say unto you, he that what? Hear my word. And what? As what? Everlasting life. And shall not what? But it's passed from what? Death unto life. So I can hear the word and not believe the word that I'm hearing. He said, he that hear my word and believeth on him that sent me has what? Everlasting life. And he shall not what? Come into condemnation, but it's passed from what? Death unto life. Well, look at John eleven twenty one. 21. John eleven twenty one. We all know this account of Lazarus. How he had died and Jesus was on his way to raise him from the dead. And Martha met him on the way. And it says, verse 21. Then said Martha unto Jesus. If thou hast been here, my brother had not died. But I know that even now. Whatsoever thou wilt ask of God, God will give it thee. Now notice what Jesus says. Jesus said unto her, Thy brother shall rise again. Remember, Jesus only said what he heard his father say. So this was God saying to her, Your brother shall rise again. Come on. Was there enough power in that word to raise her brother from the dead? Should she have believed what he said? But notice her response. Verse 24. And Martha said unto him, I know that he shall rise again in the resurrection at the last day. Well, think about it. The resurrection wasn't going to take place that day or even the next day. So she's not really hearing what he's saying. Come on. He just said, your brother shall rise again. See, she's talking future, but Jesus is talking now. Do you hear what I just said? She's talking future, but Jesus is talking now. 
verse 25. And Jesus said unto her, I am the resurrection and the life. He that what? Believeth in me. Though he were dead, yet shall he live. In other words, Jesus was saying, do you know who I am? I am the resurrection. And I'm standing before you right now. I am life. And I'm standing before you right now. Not in the future. Come on, say amen, somebody. And he's saying, anything or anyone who is dead when I get around them, they shall live. Because why? Because I'm life. Life is in front of you. Then verse 26 he says, and whosoever liveth and believeth in me, whosoever liveth and what? Believeth in me shall what? Never die. Then he asked her, believeth thou this? In other words, woman, do you believe what I just said? Come on. Verse 27, notice her response. And she said unto him, yeah, Lord, I believe that thou art the Christ, the son of the living God, which should come into the world. She never said she believed in what he just said. All she said was, I believe that thou art the Christ, the son of the living God. But that's not what he asked her if she believed. He said, do you believe I am the resurrection? Do you believe that I am the life? Do you believe that he that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live? Do you believe that whoever liveth and believeth in me shall never die? Do you believe this? Now, he spoke the word. There was power in that word because why? It was coming from God himself. But yet she did not truly believe what he was saying. But are you with me out there? How do we know that? Look at verse 38. Hallelujah. We're going to get this out one way or the other. <laughs> I got to squeak it out. I'm going to squeak it out. <laughs> Hallelujah. Verse 38. Jesus, therefore, again groaning in himself, coming to the grave. It was a cave, and a stone lay upon it. And Jesus said, take ye away the stone. Now, who did he ask to believe? Martha, right? This is the same Martha. Same Martha, right? Look at what she says. And Martha, the sister of him that was dead, said unto him, Lord, by this time he, th he stinketh. For he's been dead for four days. Then Jesus tell her, I'm the resurrection and the life. And he that believed in me, though he were dead, Yet shall he live. Then he tell her, and whosoever liveth and believeth in me shall never die. But she's saying, Lord, 
it's too late. This is beyond your ability. It's been four days. And that's what some of you have been saying. Even though you have faith. Even though you say you believe. You have dropped things. Because you haven't seen no manifest yet in four days. You haven't seen them manifest in weeks, in years, in decades. That vision that you had for your marriage has been dead for years. That vision that you had for your husband or family to change has been dead for years. The vision that you had of having your own business has been dead for years. The vision that you had of being completely pain-free and running and walking like you used to, has been dead for years. The vision that you had of being debt-free, I'm so deep in debt. I haven't been able to see my way out. It's been dead for years. See, the thought of coming out of that situation that I'm in has been dead for years. That dream that I had been had has been dead for years, and by this time it stinketh. It's so dead. And Jesus is saying, He's saying to you, I am the resurrection. I am the life. And he that what? Believeth in me. That whatever it was, was dead. Yet shall it live. Come on. Whoever believe liveth and believe in me, in other words, whatever I showed you shall never die. Why? God is saying, I'm not limited to your time clock. Or oh, when you think it should happen, all I need you to do is continue to believe lift your hands to the Lord and he's saying the same thing to you as he said to her verse 40 Jesus said unto her said I not unto thee if thou would believe thou shalt see the glory of God Show up in your situation. That shall believe. If you believe, you shall see the glory of God. Turn that thing around. If you believe, you're going to see the glory of God. Get you out of debt like you've never been before. Oh, come on. Come on. Say somebody. He said, if thou would believe. So he's saying, don't give up on your dream. Don't give up on the vision that God gave you. Because if you just keep believing in the word I gave you, he says you shall see the glory of God. You shall see the power of God show up in your situation if you just keep the gift of believing activated. Somebody say, I believe. Look at verse 41. Then they took away the stone from the place where the dead was laid. And Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, Father, 
I thank thee that thou hast heard me. And I knew that thou hearest me always. But because of the people which stand by, I said it. That they may what? Believe. That they may what? Believe that thou hast sent me. See, most of the signs and wonders and miracles that you see, he does them to get you to believe. Believe what? Believe that his word is true. That you can stand on his word. See, he doesn't want you to live off the signs. He doesn't want you to live off the miracles. Come on. He wants you to live off his word. He wants you to believe in his word because why? If you believe in his word, faith will come with signs. Faith will come with miracles. Come on, same as somebody. Faith will come with wonders. So in verse 43, he says, when he had thus spoken, he cried with a loud voice, Lazarus, come forth. And he that was dead came forth, bound hand and foot with grave clothes. And his face was bound about with a napkin. Jesus said unto him, loose him. Loose him. And let him go. Whatever you thought was dead is coming back to life. Oh, you ain't hearing me. Whatever you thought was dead, God said that thing is coming back to life. It may be still wrapped in grave clothes, but right now Jesus is speaking to that thing. He's telling the devil, loose him and let him go. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Why? Because my people believe. Look at verse 45. Then many of the Jews, listen to it now. Then many of the Jews which came to Mary and had seen the things which Jesus did. They did what? They did what? They believed on him. Remember, that's what he said to the Father in verse 42. He said, I knew that thou hearest me always. Because of the people who stand by, I said, that they may believe that thou hast what? Sent me. What was he working on? He was working on their believer. They had to believe that he was sent from the Father with a word from the Father. Why? Because signs will follow them that what? Believe. And see, when people see the gift of believing working in your life, they too will believe. But you can't get someone to believe in something you don't truly believe in. So you have to believe God. God needs you to believe so he can get others around you to believe. Say amen, somebody. So go to John 14, 8 as we close. Say, I believe. Come on, say, I believe. 
John 14, 8. It says, Philip saith unto him, Lord, show us the Father, and it suffices us. Jesus saith unto him, Have I been so long time with you? And yet has now not known me, Philip. He that has seen me has seen the Father. And how saith thou then, show us the Father? Philip, how long you been walking with me? But you're still questioning me like this? All this time you've been coming to church? All this time you've been coming to church? All this time you've been reading your Bible? And you still question your faith in me? Notice what Jesus questioned. Verse 10. He said, Believest thou that I am in the Father, and the Father in me? And the words that I speak unto you, I speak not of myself, but the Father that dwelleth in me. He what? He what? See, he's questioning whether or not he believes. Even though he's been with Jesus, even though he's seen Jesus do mighty signs and wonders, Philip's seen the works. But verse 11, he says, believe me that I am in the Father and the Father in me. Or at least believe me for the very works sake. He said, if you don't believe anything else, believe what you've already seen me do. Before your very own eyes. Come on, have you seen Jesus do anything in your life? Have you seen Jesus work some things out in your life? Have you seen Jesus make a way out of no way and open doors that no man can close? Has he ever got you out of a situation that you knew you couldn't get yourself out of? He said, at least believe me. For the very work's sake I've already done in your life. Hallelujah. Then in verse 12 he says, verily, verily I say unto you, he that believeth in me, the works that I do shall he do also. Who do? He that believeth. He that what? Then he said, greater works than these shall he do. Who is he? He that believeth. Because I what? I go unto thy father. But it doesn't stop there. Verse 13, he says, and whatsoever you shall ask. In my name. That will I do, that the Father may be glorified in some. Who is he talking to? He that believeth. Whatever you ask, he says, I'll do it if you will just believe. Oh, come on. He said, whatever you ask, I will do it if I can just get you to believe. Come on. Then he says, and if you shall ask anything in my name, I will do it. Do it for who? 
He will do it for anyone who will believe. God is trying to get somebody in this room to activate the gift of believing because there's power in believing. He's trying to get some things to you, but he has to get you to once again believe. He's got to get you what? He's got to get you what? To believe. He's got to get you what? To believe. Lift your hands to the Lord. God wants to resurrect some things today. He wants to resurrect some things today. Because there's some things that you have buried. That you've given up on. You even stop believing for anymore. God says, I am the resurrection and the life. He that believed in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, the resurrection is in the house. And there's some things in your life that you have buried. You stop believing him for. Because it hasn't happened in your time period. The time limit you put on God. But God said, I don't operate off your time. I operate off my time. But sometimes God won't give it to you because the time is not right in his timing. And you cannot force the hand of God. Because majority of time, he's trying to protect you. And some things he would, if you had it right now, you would jack yourself up and jack somebody around you up. But he didn't never tell you to stop believing for it. He never told you to throw that thing away. He said, keep believing me for it. But it's going to come in my timing. Lift your hands to the Lord. So God's resurrected some things today. Come on, he's pulling off the grave clothes. And God is saying, to the devil that's been holding you back. Been holding back what God's trying to get to you. He's saying, because you'll start believing me, now he can look at that and say, loose him. And let it go. Because all he needed was somebody to believe again. All he needed was somebody to believe him again. So if you allowed some things to 
resurrecting that gift you not to believe again trying to destroy the vision God gave you come on let your hands to the Lord hallelujah 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 thank you Lord thank you Lord 